Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Early summer in a village in northern Turkey, five free-spirited teenage girls splash around on the beach with their male classmates. Through their games of merely innocent fun, a neighbor passes by and reports what what she considers to be illicit behavior to the girl's family. The family overreacts, removing all instruments of corruption like cell phones and computers from their lives and essentially trying to corral these five vivacious, wonderful uh, inquisitive young women into a world of uh, the film Mustang, and it's such a wonderful film, and we're so lucky to have with us today the director of Mustang, Denis Gamzi Ergovan. Hello, thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Well, um, I sort of butchered the plot, but I think that hopefully people got uh, what I were trying to say, um, and that is, it is the story of these five young women, and uh, tell me a little bit about it. I know it was co-written um, along with yourself and Anne Winokur, um, wrote uh-huh. co-wrote this. Tell me where the story comes from. Well, I wanted to say uh, what it was to be a woman and uh, zooming into what it was to be a woman in Turkey. And there was something very specific about the experience, which was uh, striking to me, which was uh, a permanent sexualization of every action and every part of the skin of girls and women. And it starts exactly as in the film at a very early age. And there's this turning point that I had experienced exactly like the characters of the film, where uh, all of a sudden you're not a child anymore and everything you do is considered uh, through uh, that specific filter and everything you do is considered asexual. Uh, just as the characters of the film, we trigger the little scandal by sitting on the shoulders of the boys doing an innocent game. Our reactions were extremely different from uh, the characters of the film. We were just mortified and didn't say anything. And the girls uh, start off by uh, breaking the chairs in the half and saying, uh, and with the exact absurd logic they're being attacked, that these chairs touch our assholes is that disgusting. And, and yeah, so it was uh, a way to transcend in a very heroical way and with all the resources of cinema. Uh, yeah. A problem that I wanted to tackle. Well, one one of the interesting things about the the the, the girls, re- the young women's reaction to the situation when they're confronted uh, by their uncle and by their grandmother is they seem incredulous that something that at, in their mind that was innocent and playful could could have such ramifications. Is is in part of the telling of that story? Is there? Is there a disconnect of generations now in going on? I don't want to extrapolate everything in your film about the greater Turkey society, but is there was there something about you were trying to convey in this sort of a different perspective of the young women, and, and here you have the uncle and the grandmother? Yeah, well, there's something which uh, the society reproduces itself, and, uh, uh, you know, for example, the grandmother reproduces exactly probably things that she had lived, so we, we sense that, uh, that people don't necessarily question the course of the society they live in. But it's not necessarily saying today's Turkey against uh, the elder generation specifically today. It's something, uh, a conflict which is always going on, mm-hmm. and... And the moment when young people are trapped into codes which are bigger than them and uh, is, of course, a moment uh, 
which is very delicate. So, yeah. Yeah, so it is, it's more of this, uh, as you have stated, that about the perception and the place that women hold in uh, Turkish society. It is a compliment, I'm sorry, a comment on that as well. Um, uh, the film is more or less told, well, not more or less, it is told through the perspective of uh, Lale, uh, she, who is absolutely fantastic. I want to talk to you about the casting of this film. These five young women are just absolutely spectacular all across the board. Everyone in the film is excellent. Um, but I would assume that particular importance was placed on the role of Lale in casting her. Uh, as, uh, tell me a little bit about that and, and when you when you finally got, and I'm going to hopefully not butcher her name, Gunes Sensoy? Sensoy. Uh, yes, well, the, the process of the casting, for me, the five girls were literally one character with five heads. Uh, it was about casting and distribution, and uh, we had to have very specific relations with, which had to live strongly inside the, the group of five, like not necessarily just a group, but they were like single uh, diagonal relations, one-to-one relations which had to exist. And so it was a very long process of uh, uh, months and months and months where the casting director saw thousands of girls, I saw hundreds of her editions, and I had asked her to, to do specific things during the editions which would uh, uh, enable me to see uh, qualities which for me were important. I never said, for example, I can't, uh, this is a good or a bad actress. I, I said, I can direct uh, this young person, I can't direct this person. And, and after that, it was a matter of trying different combinations for long, long, long months. And uh, most of them are, like, they're all absolutely great. Gunish has a, a wonderful part, but uh, and the others are, like, I adore all, all five of them. And, um, yeah, and then it was, uh, we, we were working in a, a safe haven and very playful environment, and, and the girls were taking risks and, and bonding more and more, and we did so many boot camps and games and exercises and exhaustive discussions about the... Uh, uh, the backstory and yeah, so so the world of uh, uh, in which the film is anchored is becoming was existing and, and their characters were existing as well. And there's something which is very true about uh, Ganesh, the youngest one, which was uh, she, there, there's this uh, sacred rule that you never cast a, a non-professional, whether a child or an adult non-professional, which is. Uh, uh, far from the character, like you would have to have someone with the same temper, same color, and she uh, uh, she was so good actually that she enabled. She was composing. She was sometimes very far from the real temper of Lely, and she uh, yes offered me the luxury to have a child uh, actress composing and and doing things very far from her. Inner, uh, nature. So how much, so it sounds like you, you cast this, and then how much rehearsal time did you, uh, were you able to get in with them? And I, it sounds like this was critically important, that they all yeah. established kind of a rapport with one another. So how much time did you have for all that? Well, first of all, even when you're doing additions, and even when you're trying combinations, that's already worked for the actors. Even when you didn't, don't uh, give the parts away, like every encounter you have with with your actors is a moment when you build trust. When it, so that was from the beginning on work. And I think there was a f- uh, for a few months, uh, from February to the summer, I 
I saw uh, different distributions, and uh, and then there was two boot camps. One of them was very specific about giving them tools for acting uh, with a um, an acting coach and actress. That she actually plays the teacher in the film that we see in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there was a second boot camp which was on location, and uh, and that was literally rehearsals. Like we were trying things, we were going through the script, and um, and each time, yeah, the girls were. Uh, even the, those first encounters were, uh, you know, we engaged them to into games where they, they would do eye contact, they would engage into physical contact, they would tell each other things. It was important to let them know we were working in a safe haven and uh, they could say everything. And we said, like, I engaged them to, to you know, you, you always talk about uh, very private experiences and things like that. So it was a an environment of trust and uh, yeah. a trust, playful, safe environment. And, yeah, probably the best thing uh, to, to have actors do is like, very freely whatever they, they want to do. Well, it's it all comes out in the film. They they really have a, a strong rapport. I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with Denise Gamze Ergovan. She is the director and co-writer of the film Mustang. It's in theaters now. Uh, um, started uh, in Los Angeles and New York in uh, on Christmas Day, and it rolling out across the country. It's been a Golden Globe Award nominee. Uh, it's uh, it's on the short list of fr- the French entry for the foreign uh, language best foreign language film for the Academy Awards. It's a Spirit Award nominee. Uh, the the acclaim has been just fantastic. I think it's at ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes for people who care about that. Um, all kinds of awards at different film festivals. Um, the much of the film takes place in a very constricted area of the house. Um, mm-hmm. What were the challenges for you as a filmmaker in putting th- all of this action? Uh, well, let me back up before I even ask you about locations, because I do want to go back to one thing. Um, in shooting the film, you shot... Th- one of the great things about your, your cast is uh, they're very emotive in in very restricted kinds of settings, and I think it all comes down to their interaction, their face, their eyes. They're, they were all able to um, emote, give uh, give us a sense of where they were coming from through their acting, but in a very kind of constricted environment. Um, and you shot a lot of close-ups. You shot a lot of interaction between them very close up. Well, um, was that something, that, did you start out to, uh, that way? Is that something you had intended from the beginning as, as a filmmaker? Or how did you intend to shoot all these women uh, in those closed settings, I guess is a better way to put it. Uh, well, there was something about, there were a few natural movements in the film which were very obvious. For example, in the beginning, that was the moment of freedom when we're outside with a landscape, with the sun, uh, the, the extremely lively moments. We knew that we we were in something free and wide and and we could see the girls in uh, in in the landscape, literally. And then there were moments where uh, we were part of their intimacy and, and exactly uh, sharing their point of view. So they're so intertwined. They're, I always consider them as one character with five heads, ten arms, and ten legs. And, and that was something I was saying from the very, very, very early stages of the film. And, and when we're inside that... Uh, little, um, you know, tangle of legs and arms, and we have to be as close as them. Like, they were so funny, because even now, when, when they're all together, 
they're always cuddling and like they're like a litter of kittens and most of the time they don't know whose arms is is you know they, they would pull an arm and they don't know whose arm is it uh, or leg it is and they're tangled up and very um comfortable with one another and intimate with one another those are the moments i i really love and um yeah so that was the moments where we were getting closer with them and there was natural movements of uh uh, the sunny solar beginning and, and the film at some point the story going through a tunnel and getting darker and we're getting closer to, to the girls and and then the fact of uh, dramatizing the conflict between the girls and their family through the house that transforms into a bunker was um, actually it was uh, uh, very helpful in terms of cinema because it tells you like, you can uh, uh, shoot the metaphor like you but instead of uh, having a huge debate about uh, what's happening to freedom uh, in Turkey or what's happening to the freedom of these girls, you just literally um, uh, put one brick on top of another to, to tell that, and it's very effective uh, in the story to, you know, this house with literally becoming a bunker, and and the ending of the film, of course, is I'm not going to spoil no, it, but no, it's, no. Um, yeah, no, no okay. No, 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 we're, we're not going to go near that, but yeah. We're not, we're not going there. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, but I, and there's a, there's a lot of very serious topics, as you said at the beginning of the interview, the, the role of women in Turkish society, how they're viewed, the sort of sexualization. There's a lot of that going on, again, without divulging anything plot point wise, but there's a lot of this back and forth and very heavy sort of subject matter. And yet at the same time, throughout your film, and I, I, can only explain there's a buoyancy there's a there's a lightness there's a light in your film that continues to sort of pull the story along and and a lot of it has to do with the character of Lale. she seems to be the the most um they're all very lively young women but i just think she's the one who seems to have the brightest light if that's unfair to the rest of them i don't mean it to be it's just that she feels like she keeps this mo- this film and this story moving along in a way that is so engaging it's such an engaging film to watch that that was the thing i kept thinking how drawn into the story into these young women's lives that i felt watching it mm-hmm. um yeah. I, go ahead no 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 it, it's true i can't uh i need that but i i i in a sense i trust cinema for, you know, there, there are a few films that literally changed my life, and I trust the cinema to be able to to really address very important questions, and I, I heard this interview of the director McVie who was saying, you know, we're just kind of a circus where films are not so important. For, for me, it is. It, it can be uh, revolutionary, it can be life-changing, it, it's important, and uh, uh, and of course, yes, the film is tackling the uh, uh, dark matters and things you wouldn't, you know, like real, real uh, heavy problems of not only Turkish society, but uh, uh, any uh, society that can echo with uh, with these codes. And uh, uh, in a way, I, I can't do this. I can't tackle anything uh, close to tragedy or drama without that amount of uh, humor and liveliness. And that's really something which is... Uh, uh, very important to me. Uh, nothing was my second script, and I had a first script which was exactly like it was a tragedy intertwined with a very, very, very comic situation, and I need that. I just can't survive without that. 
We're we're speaking with the director and co-writer of the film Mustang. That's Denise Gamze Ergoven, and uh, along with this wonderful cast. Uh, uh, tell me, uh, sort of moving forward, all the acclaim. Obviously, uh, now th- I, I should mention it's not the Turkish film entry; it's the <laughs> French film entry into the best foreign film for the Academy Award consideration. Um, I, I, I imagine that's just sort of a—is that a sort of a technical, sort of a financial situation, or, or what? what no, what's it's the, not. No, the thing is, in terms of, uh, um, first of all, like I'm, I'm Turkish French. I've been growing up oh. as a filmmaker in France, and there's a film school called the Latinus where they take six directors a year. State school, you do everything like you do films one after the other for four years. It's the greatest revolutionary lab I ever done. In my life, so I grew up uh, in front of the eyes of, of the French industry, and I'm I'm born as a filmmaker in France. I already represented France for the Turkish-speaking movie in Cannes, uh, a short film a few years ago, and the initiative of the film is French. Most of the team and the creative members are French, and okay. uh, yeah, it, it was something which was embraced by France uh, extremely early on uh, in the process, and. Uh, uh, like as soon as the film was out of post-production, there was no distinction for the Ministry of Culture, the French DNC, or Uni France about uh, Mithrine Mustang or uh, Dupin, which was a, a movie shot in, in family, or any other French-speaking movie this year. And it was a way, uh, a very, very modern and very, very radical choice to, to say uh, the, the face of diversity uh, a French now, and uh, yes, a way of saying the French identity now in 2015 is, is this diverse, and a way of standing behind all the values that the film is, is defending. Well, I want to, well, before I let you go, one last question, uh, Dennis Gamze uh, Ergoven. That is, um, what sort of what are you carrying forward as a filmmaker? I assume there are other projects being hurled at you right now for you to do. Um, I uh-huh. imagine that you, there's a, a what, what have you taken away from Mustang that you're going to carry forward as a filmmaker? Um, well, first of all, there's a, uh, a film, but, but that was there already. Like It was there from an earlier script that I had written. It was there in, in the short film. Uh, then there, there's something about uh, uh, a way of working, uh, but it, it's something which was a bit already there. Like the, my collaboration with uh, David Chizalet, the DOP, uh, which is extremely important to me, it was there in film school. It's there in Mustang. He has a way of um, of orbiting around uh, the actors and and having this proximity with them. I, I always had the impression he was like some kind of cat going around the legs of the actors. He was turning around them. And, <laughs> and I'm taking him away for the next <laughs> every single film of my life, and and I'm taking away my absolute love for actors, and uh, also even if it's of course you know you're thinking okay uh, that the next step is important, and the fact that I'm uh, going back and forth a few different countries, you know the the, the yeah. scope of uh, wherever <laughs> we can go from now is quite wide, so the that. Uh, there's important choices to make, but there's a sense of um, of strength and confidence. Like the only fact that this film exists gives me a lot of strength for the next steps, and it's a great thing. Like a year ago, uh, most of the people, uh, like financiers, or wouldn't even talk to me. I've done a big step up. 
<laughs> well, that, that that's all. Those are all very positive. Your story and your actresses and your instincts have have, have served you very very well. Uh, I truly look forward to all your work moving forward. Again, the film Thank is Must. Oh, you're so welcome. The the film is Mustang, international uh, film festival award winner, foreign film nominee, or on the short list for the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film, Golden Globe, Spirit Awards. A number of uh, awards uh, have been thrown its way, and it will continue that way, I'm sure. Uh, Denise Gamze Ergoven, thank you so much for being on Film School. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Have a great day. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.